Welcome to the Fried Harman Leadership Podcast from the Center for Excellence in Spiritual Leadership, the podcast dedicated to developing and encouraging spiritual leaders for the kingdom. Welcome to season three, episode one. So I'm excited about this new season, which is in the uh, spring of 24. And so we're looking forward to um, delivering a lot of great church leadership content this season. And today we're going to start off with episode one by interviewing and thinking about the Fried Hardman, interviewing Dr. Doug Burleson and thinking about the Fried Hardman lectureship, which is coming up. Welcome, Doug, to the program. Hey, thank you, Josh. Good to be here. Yeah, we're excited. So we are, uh, as we sit now, a little over a week away from the program starting. And so uh, we're trying to get this out to pump last minute anticipation of the program and I encourage people to come. And, and so when we think about the program, uh, begin first just telling us what, what it's on this year and uh, the overview of it. Yeah, so it's hard to believe that this has been going on for 88 years, and there's a lot of things that are just like they were when this program began, and there are other features that are brand new that we've never tried before. Uh, we always want to focus on the text of Scripture since the early 90s. We've been bouncing back and forth between the Old Testament and the New Testament. So this year, we're biting the bullet and doing Revelation, uh, and we're excited about the theme, Triumph of the Lamb, the Battle with Evil and Revelation. And so um, lots of great textual study. Planning a program on Revelation was especially challenging because you could easily get lost in the weeds and have 40 lectures on symbols mm -hmm. and, you know, what was the dragon and where did he go, you know? Uh, but we've tried to make this something that will bless students of the Word and people who want to be better equipped for ministry or who just need a shot in the arm. I mean, there's a lot of... We always strive for balance, and so um, lots of exciting things that we'll get into this year. So by curiosity, is this the first time in 88 years that Revelation has been the central book? It is, and I understand that. I think uh, Revelation's intimidating. Mm -hmm. Part of what you kind of get into is the fact that there's all these different approaches and you pick up a commentary and it just, it seems like, you know, pick your favorite one and just ride that uh, all the way through the book. And then, you know, I think we love the first three chapters and the last two chapters because it's either epistle or it's tied to Jesus or heaven. Uh, but there's a lot of, it's like Job, really, mm -hmm. the prologue and epilogue. What about all those speeches, you know? So, uh, I get that too, but um, it's time. You know, I, people seem to either ignore Revelation or build their whole religion on it, and surely there's middle ground yes. in between those. Yeah, it's a great book. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think there's so many practical lessons, uh, so many uh, encouraging messages in the book of Revelation to us live out our faith in a world where Christianity is ostracized and is a minority. Um, and there's also a lot of, a lot of things in Revelation about for people that are dealing with struggles and, and victimization, and there's just a lot of hope in Revelation. There really is, and not to oversimplify it, but I think it would be a real shame to read Revelation and miss Jesus. Yes. I mean, he seems to be, as these seals are being broken and he's revealing uh, what's to come and how that's going to end with him as the victor and his people as vindicated, it just seems that it's easy to to read Revelation and get so caught up in all the details, which we need to pay attention to, but we don't, don't zoom out and think, you know, this is about the Lamb, mm -hmm. and it is about uh, 
the fact that even if it seems that we're being defeated in this present age, victory is coming because of what God has done in Christ. Yes. Yeah, I love the, the theme title, Triumph of the Lamb, and putting that focus on Christ. And so when you think about the program, let's just begin by asking, why, is it, why should church leaders, those that are listening to this, elders, deacons, and, and ministers, why should they care about coming to lectureship and, and giving up some time uh, the first full week of February? By the way, the dates on this are February the 4th through the 8th, 2024. And so why, why should they care about coming to campus? That's a valuable question. I think everybody who preaches or teaches knows that you're dealing with people's time. And the last thing we want to do is waste people's time. We don't want to assume that just because we're having this event and somebody's been coming 20 years, that they necessarily need to do that again. And so we really do design this with church leaders and preachers and students. I mean, we've got a population of people here we want to serve as well. We want everybody to feel welcome and and to benefit from the program. And so, you know, we've got, not only do we have a leadership focus, but we have particular tracks that are designed to equip whether you're an elder or a deacon or a preacher or a Bible class teacher or a song leader, uh, you with particular skills. Our College of Business this year is putting on a series about best business practices in the local church. I mean, how many congregations struggle with that? Maybe you don't have a uh, somebody who's an accountant or who could really handle the role of the treasurer, or maybe you do, and there's some things that you've experienced as a congregation that are that are challenging. And then, you know, we've got a whole series on uh, how to thrive as a congregation outside the Bible Belt in an urban setting, in a rural setting. We just recognize that leaders are coming to the lectureship from different contexts. Maybe there's a ministry you've been interested in starting. There's a whole series on prison ministry that the Central Church out of Johnson City, Tennessee, they've been doing this effectively for a long time, baptizing people, having uh, worship services in the prison. And, and that's just a way to think about how do you start that? How do you do that in a way that is, uh, is, is fruitful? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's kind of a weird thing, but when we're talking about the schedule, it's somebody's job at the retreat every year to make sure that we maintain a balance between textual study and ministry application. And ministry application is always tied to the text, but we don't want this to be so academic in nature that it's not useful. We don't want it to be so practical in nature that people leave saying, why aren't we studying the text? Yes, yes. It's, yeah, it's like a buffet. I mean, really, I don't love buffets, but you yes. can kind of you can kind of go through and pick, and leaders can do that, and you can network. And look, if there's an elder who's working somewhere and he just can't get away, the quality of what we're streaming is better than ever. The quality of what we're recording is better than ever, and and the books we're producing are designed for congregational use. So there's just a lot that we've tried to pour into the local church. That's where the work happens. Yes. And and you mentioned the book, Doug. Why don't we go ahead and go and talk about the book so yeah. everybody's aware. We actually have two books, right? That's right. Third year in a row. We've got uh, a book and then a lady's study book. And they're both excellent. Um, read them both a couple of times in the editing process. And so you can purchase them while you're here. They're 15 bucks, which is a pretty good deal mm-hmm. for what you get. And then uh, there are lectures during the week, 27 lectures. There's 14 chapters in the book and then uh, 13 chapters in the ladies' book. And so both of those will feature people who are actually speaking here on those topics, even though they're not just reading the book. It'll be complimentary. And 
Uh, all those lessons have questions at the end that are designed for personal use or congregational use. Uh, you can just get them through Amazon directly. By the way, you can get all of our books back to 2019 through Amazon. Uh, so the ones on Ecclesiastes and Luke and Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. I mean, there's like seven or eight books that are out there still, and people are still using those. And so uh, it, we're proud of that, in a, hopefully in a godly way. And, you know, it's one thing to put out one book, uh, but to do two of those the last three years, I think really speaks to everybody who's involved in that process being all in and, and, and you know, wanting to serve the church. Yeah, and, and doing one for a general audience yeah. and doing one specifically for ladies, I think is a, is, is a wonderful thing to be able to have that focus. And also we need such good curriculum in the brotherhood and to have timely stuff being produced uh, this is a great opportunity to use this for a bible class setting we we think so i mean that's this our ladies class is using the uh ladies book and it's already here they started it wednesday night because uh they were able to order those over christmas break and and so even if it's three or four years down the road if you're thinking about studying revelation there's no time stamp on this material and I know that there's always been like this complaint about ladies' books. I don't think that's necessarily fair because we have a lot of excellent women mm -hmm. who write and produce great quality material. But I think it is interesting and, and helpful that these are all textual studies. And so if you're you know, interested in studying Luke or Ecclesiastes, well, I don't think we did a ladies' book on Ecclesiastes, but Luke, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, and then Revelation, there's at least three 13-chapter books on those textual studies written by faithful Christian women. Yes, great. And so we talked about the book. We talked about uh, some of the themes. Let's talk about uh, the schedule kind of at a, at a glance, some of the other themes that you're really excited about this year. Well, first of all, uh, in the booklet, which you can download off the uh, website, or we'll have about 3,500 copies of those printed for people to lose, like me, and hmm. you'll go through about nine of them, you know, maybe uh, that week. But, and there's also an app where you can see all of this and personalize your schedule, which is pretty cool. Uh, but we're really, that's my favorite page in the booklet because it shows, I think, how even though if you look at the schedule and it's not the at-a-glance version, it seems just overwhelming because there's so much stuff. But I love, if you're a preacher or a leader especially, the way that you can see some flow in the way that those tracks and themes are developed. And there's just... There's so much. Uh, we do several workshops. So we have, the lectureship actually starts Friday, February 2nd with the Hispanic workshop. There's speakers all weekend. It's just, it's the largest assembly of Spanish-speaking Christians east of the Mississippi annually. And it's a great way to start the program. And then uh, throughout the week, there's a teen lectureship that's growing leaps and bounds every year that Reed Swindle coordinates. There's the Youth and Family Ministry Workshop, which is wild and crazy, but it's awesome. And it's out at Mid-South a couple of days. And we have a growing group of deaf disciples who come every year. And then Wednesday is always a wild card. Like some years we'll do a personal evangelism workshop or a writer's workshop or a college ministry workshop. But this year it's a sexual integrity workshop. And obviously if you're under the age of 18, you can't attend that. Same with the uh, preaching series that David Shannon's doing on Song of Solomon, mm -hmm. which is interesting because we always have a preaching series that's on a, a book that's in the other testament if you will so we're doing revelations so we want an old testament study and it was like hey what book 
would be interesting to do a series on that people rarely preach from. And um, so there's there's actually two, there's a workshop and a series that if you're at the teen lectures and you're not yet of age, we're not going to let you be in there because it's some mature content, mm-hmm. you know, obviously appropriate. But so there's just so much. We have a revelation is so overwhelming because you've got the preterist view, continuous historist view, futurist view. There's a series at 1230 where we jump into those. Uh, and if you're really interested in that, there's an 830 every morning, 930 every morning background series. And I think a lot of uh, good folks have wrestled for years with, was it Nero or Domitian who was emperor mm-hmm. when John wrote this? Well, there's a session on that. There's a session on the archaeology of the seven churches of Asia. There's there's a session on the genres of Revelation. There's a whole series on symbols. You know, if you've really are passionate about knowing who the 144,000 were, there's a, there's a session or two on that, or the 666, or the Antichrist. I mean, so again, um, it just depends on what your interests are. Obviously, you can't do everything, although you can pay 20 bucks and get the jump drive and hear everything. Yes. But it's, uh, it's just really exciting to see all this come together. And something we're doing this year that I haven't really announced. So this is breaking news. Oh, breaking news. All breaking. right. Is there like a doo-doo-doo sound we, effect? We've got one. Just a minute. Okay. Uh, would, would you like, I'll tell you what, since this revelation, this is heavenly hip-hop. Wow. They, I, I don't <laughs> I don't know about that one, Doug. I don't Oh, man. that's better. I like that one. I don't know I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I feel like I feel like my announcement might be disappointing. Oh. After. <laughs> so uh, we raised about ninety one hundred dollars on the day of giving to uh, begin the process of converting all of our old CDs. We've got recordings that go back to the 50s. Mm. Some great people who've gone to their reward and many others that are just sitting in a closet. And it's like, man, what a sad, you know, reality. Well, with the help of uh, my friend Jerry Clayton over in AV, we have uh, converted the 1989 lectures because it was 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we thought, you know, that would be a neat round number. We, it's not an exhaustive list. It's, it's uh, you know, it includes most of those sessions. And uh, so when you buy the jump drive and get the recordings from 2024, you're going to also get the recordings from 1989. Oh, wow. And it's just a way that we're starting to build an inventory. The long-term goal is to make those available in a downloadable format online. We're still kind of working through what that looks like, where you could search by topic, text, year, speaker, and, you know, if you want to hear everything Guy and Woods ever said once we started recording it, it's there. Yes. And so that's been, I know with David Light, who did this for 22 years and is an amazing mentor and friend, that was one of his goals, and uh, I would like to see that happen. So anyway, um, if you are interested in that, buy the jump drive, and you'll get two lectureships for the price of one. What was the 1989 lectureship about? That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) I I knew it about two weeks ago. Um, But I'll just say this. I believe our brother David Shannon was a senior at Fried Hardeman that year. Oh, wow. So uh, Winfred Claiborne was the director. This was pre-David L. Leip. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just some great voices from yesteryear and some that you'll recognize from now. And um, so we're excited. We, We... 
our plan is, is to get every one of those in a format where people can get to them. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, well, Doug, there's so many wonderful things going on with the um, with the lectureship. Just really overwhelming. So we're so thankful that you put everything in the jump drive so that when you don't have to sit there and look at the schedule and think, oh, no, there's four this hour I want to go to. And how do I pick? You can, you can pick with the comfort of knowing that you can get the thumb drive and listen to them all. You don't have to miss out on anything. And really that's – I say that, but that's, that's true. I mean, like yeah. there's so many times where you want to hear numerous ones. And so not only do you have the great content and great speakers, <coughs> excuse me, but you, we also have tremendous fellowship. Oh, yeah. Would you comment a little bit about upon the fellowship and the opportunity that is for encouraging one another that is there at lectureship? You know, it's a fascinating thing because, for example, Brewer Sports Center is going to be packed to the max with vendors where you can just walk through there. We've, we've carefully vetted that area and uh, tried to make sure you can walk through there and see and hear truth and see good works that people are doing and maybe even buy some books and a suit and whatever else you might be interested in. Uh, so we also have the Associates Coffee Shop and Kitchen uh, that are down there in the sports center. And so it's just really an amazing thing to know. You know, I, I've known some people, and I'm not suggesting this is what you should do, but who came to the lectures and stayed all week and went to like three lectures because they were just enjoying networking and fellowshipping. I think we have at least 12 congregations that are coming looking for interns. And it's a little, it's a little late in the semester, but we're trying to encourage them. We've mm -hmm. got We've got people coming looking for, uh, you know, ministers. We've got elders. That may be another reason you're coming. Maybe you're looking for a meeting speaker or you're, you've heard about a guy and you want to hear him. He's probably going to be here. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got various groups that are meeting that week. You know, for just on a, as an example, the Magnolia Messenger has a writer's luncheon every year during the lectures where they get together. And it's just something they do, but it's an opportunity for people come together and to uh, support one another and encourage good works and so that's as the director it's an exciting thing to watch mm -hmm. it's disappointing that I can't always participate in that to the level I want to but seeing people enjoy and even like my kids in the teen lectures I mean they've got pen pals and friends that they met five six years ago at the lectures that they're really close to and it's a reunion and uh, I don't know fifth grade and down how that works. That's a different crew. But I do know that as of yesterday, we're what, two, maybe a week and a half out? Mm -hmm. We had 85 fifth graders and down pre-registered, wow. and seven of those were babies. Now, I don't know how they typed it out, but we're proud they're coming. <laughs> well, that's another thing we hadn't even mentioned is that we have babysitting or classes, I guess we should say. Kids lectureship. Yeah, kids lectureship for those students so the parents can, mm -hmm. can drop the kids off there, know they'll have some good instruction, they'll have some activities, and then they can go to the lectures. That's right. A College of Education does that every year, and that is some heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they're they busy, but they have Bible classes, they, they have crafts and activities, and it's in a setting over at the Henderson Church Building where, you know, if you do send an infant they're going to be cared for in the nursery. There's a group of people that are dedicated only to them. And then there are other breakout rooms and places where the kids can be safe and get to know each other and not, you know, you don't have a kindergartner and a fifth grader playing dodgeball. You know, yes. it's a different. And so we just really appreciate the fact that 
it's more than childcare. It's an opportunity for our students to really connect with these kids and care for them. And we've got some students who just want to love on babies all day. And that's a great thing too. Yes. We have a, a nursing room over in Lloyd if you're a mother and you need a place to go. I mean, we've just really tried to build this in a way that there's not only something for everybody, there's somewhere for everybody. Yes. Make it family focused too. I hope so. And and so Doug, you've done a tremendous job on this. We appreciate your work, your work of your your wife Christy, and also the the entire committee has done so well in putting this together and and worked so hard the week of the lectures. And so um, as we kind of wrap all this up, I think that we've substantially answered that question of the value that this program gives to church leaders. And we just really want to encourage church leaders to come, uh, even if it's for a day. If you can't come and stay for the week, just come for the day. Uh, and if you can't come, uh, at least take some time and get online uh, through the app or through the website, fhu.edu. And then you can see the link on there for lectureship and, and stream some of the lectures and get a feel for this and then schedule this in in future years because this will really bless your home congregation. It will bless your faith, and it will also uh, really um, make an impact upon the brotherhood across America and across the world, we believe. Yeah, I was just going to add to that. There's some great programs that our family goes to and we benefit from, and we want those programs to increase and continue to bear fruit. But one of the things that makes this one a little unique is that you can come and not give a dollar yeah. to be here. I know that the gas and the food and the, and the place you're staying, uh, that costs money and we respect that. But uh, our goal is to always make this free. And for you don't have to be a Freed Hardeman alum to come to this. You don't have to you know, uh, sign a contract saying you're going to send your children to Freed Hardeman, yes. even though we want that to happen. This is really designed, I mean, we have people from our community that come to this because they're just interested in textual study. And so our, our goal, our prayer is that everyone will feel welcome and uh, enjoy the feast that yes. is the, the lectureship. Well, once again, we appreciate it. And I'll just say to our listeners out there, if you have further questions, uh, email myself, email Doug. Um, just we, we won't. Uh, you to come and have a great experience here for lectureship, and we really believe it will spiritually strengthen uh, your life. Doug, we appreciate your work. Appreciate you taking the time to be with us today, and we appreciate all those listeners out there, and we hope that you'll stay with us uh, for all the great content coming your way this year in Season 3 of the FHU Leadership Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fried Harmon Leadership Podcast. For more great content and to see the services the Center for Excellence in Spiritual Leadership offers your local congregation, please visit www.supportingspiritualleadership.com. Until next time, remember, God uses ordinary people to lead His people into extraordinary feats. <laughs>